You know what's really funny? What? I just realized for the first time that it's 9021 here we go, but the yeah. O is a zero. <laughs> That's right. You got it. Yeah. Two years. I've been reading this for two I years. And, it, it. and I was like, no. And I went to your podcast because I've heard a couple episodes. I went to podcast and then I looked at the, the, the picture and I was like, oh, all this time. Yeah. The O, the O is white, just like 90210. Yeah. And I was like, they was there the whole time. Yeah. It was there the whole time. And I was the like, wait time. a minute, wait a minute. I had to like listen to to wait to like Kendra or you said 9021, here we go. And she's she's you know, she you guys say 9021, here we go. And I'm like, it should just be like go 9021, yeah. here we go. You yeah. Know, well, I'm glad you figured it out. All this time, and I'm I'm sitting there looking at it, I'm like, ha. Nick put a zero, and I was like, wait a minute, a zero. 9021. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it dawned on good. me, and I was like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an idiot. Pretty good. Pretty good. But you did figure it out all on your own. <laughs> hey, all you nostalgic farmhands. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include Previously on X-Men, This Endorian Life, and 90s Music Got Me Like. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, you just heard Steve Rudd, uh, the co-host of This Endorian Life, finally figuring out the gimmick of uh, the, the 9021 Here We Go name. <laughs> so I feel like we used to make a point of saying the O is a zero. Like we did, yeah, um, like for Twitter and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I guess so, I guess so. So he wants us to be like 9021 Here We Go. Is that... <laughs> I think that's. I don't like it. So you don't like it. All right. Well, we'll no. nix it. We'll nix it. You can bring it up in a couple of weeks when uh, he's on the show talking about Sharknado with us. So yes. Uh, but we're not discussing Sharknado today. No. In fact, today we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 season seven episode sixteen, unnecessary roughness. Little uh, football term there. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the Super Bowl. Sure. In the episode. Right. In real life. All right, let's tune in to CUTV. This year, you can replay each day at 5 right here on your very own news network, CUTV. This episode first aired on January 22nd, 1997. On January 23rd, Tiffany Amber Thiessen turned 23. Aww. Movies. January 24th, we have a couple. Fierce Creatures with Jamie oh, yeah. Lee Curtis and Kevin Klein, which is a spiritual sequel to A Fish Called Wanda. Yeah. Have you seen either of those movies? I think I've seen parts of A Fish Called Wanda. I don't remember which thing. one I saw, but everybody loved A Fish Called Wanda and they didn't want to do a sequel. So they basically just got the whole cast together and did another movie kind of like in the vibe with them playing new characters. And huh. I think the world was collectively like, we don't want this. No, th no thank you. <laughs> what are you doing? No, Stop thanks. It. In Love and War with Sandra Bullock and Chris O'Donnell. Yes, Chris O'Donnell, who, of course, played an elderly Dick Grayson in Batman Forever. I remember this movie, but I don't think I've ever seen it. I've never even heard of it. Okay. And Zeus and Roxanne with Steve Gutenberg. 
<laughs> Steve Gutenberg has maybe the most, I don't know, delightful uh, Instagram presence. He just does little live videos where he's just like walking down the street being like, hey, be kind today. All right. Bye. Well, that's great. So we're going to go follow him. Yeah, I like you Steve should. Gutenberg. It's delightful. Yeah. <laughs> delightful. TV on January 27th, Ned and Stacy with Thomas Hayden Church and Deborah Messing ended. It's I remember Friday. that show. I watched the reruns on USA like a million times. Have you ever seen it? No. He's like at this firm and he needs, he needs like they only promote family men and she's like living with her parents or whatever and she needs like a hip apartment to launch her career. And so they get married just to sort of like. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, a marriage Makes of sense. convenience and you know, hilarity <laughs> ensues. Space Cases with Jewel State yeah. ends its two-season run. Shiny. This okay. was a Canadian sci-fi show for kids and featured guest stars like Mark Hamill and co-creator Bill Mummy, who played Will Robinson in, on Lost in Space. Danger. Danger, Danger. Will Robinson. That's all this I know show. about Lost in Space. <laughs> <laughs> Lost in Space is great. But this show... Uh, my wife loved this show in, in the 90s. She would have been watching it here when she was, you know, whatever, 13. And uh, when Jewel State popped up again on, like, Firefly and stuff, she was like, I know her. I know her. And it took us, like, years to figure out what she was talking about with Space Cases. So here it is. <laughs> Peter David also wrote a lot of this show. So, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of cool stuff. I've never seen it, but it was uh, formative in my wife's childhood. Music, January 21st, Vi Viver? Viver. Viber. I'm learning Portuguese, not Spanish, so I can't help you. <laughs> v I V I R. The second album by Enrique. Oh, so like the verb, like viver, like to live. Okay, yeah. Got it. By Enrique Iglesias came out. It was certified platinum in the US and two times platinum in Spain. Love Enrique Iglesias. Yeah. January 28th, in a metal mood, No More Mr. Nice Guy by Pat Boone was released. The album sees Pat Boone cover heavy metal music in a big band style. Yeah. yeah. His first charting album in 36 years. This became like a go-to gag gift, you know, getting Pat Boone's <laughs> metal album. There was a bunch of these. Like, Paul Anka did one that was pretty cool. And then, like, Ethel Merman in the late 70s did, like, a disco record. So, you know, there's all these genre hopping. It's just a bit like, of fun aging pop stars so, Pat Boone yeah, came to charlotte recently i'm did pretty he? sure i think maybe he did he sang some of this uh metal maybe album i hope he did one other thing to mention january 23rd madeline albright became the first female secretary of state in u.s history yeah love madeline albright Only took 200 plus years yeah <laughs> pretty wow better late than never the i guess carousel of progress kendra it's moving slow <laughs> All right, take us beyond the zip code, Nick. Okay, uh, this is another one, Kendra, that I just discovered in the wild, so I'm on a hot streak. You really are. Remember, listeners, if you see 90210 alums and shows or movies, send them to us, because I always like to find weird ones. But in 2023, Michael Kudlitz, who recurred as Tony Miller. Do you remember Tony? He was, he was in 10 or 11 episodes. He was one of the jock characters. He took Brenda to prom one year. Sure. Anyway. He joined the cast of the CW series Superman and Lois as the villainous Lex Luthor. Oh, yeah, big it's a good. You you've never watched Superman and Lois, right? I watched the first episode. Yeah, you got to get on board. I know uh, it's a really interesting take on Lex because they do him as like a real bruiser. It's interesting. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, let's look at our synopsis for unnecessary roughness. 
Nick, this is a call in football when oh, okay. players, you know, if there's any punching or mm-hmm. any shoving that is unwarranted, they get called for unnecessary roughness. The harassment of Donna continues, and she's convinced that Garrett Slan, the man who attacked her at the beach apartment a few years back, is to blame. Things escalate when she's nearly run over by a car. Meanwhile, Brandon and Tracy are on a spinoff, and things (laughs) heat up. (laughs) David and Tom throw a Super Bowl party at the After Dark, plus Dick Harrison is back, and he and Steve are pals now. That's right. BFFs. Yeah. Fight for a bit. I and yep. their friends. Yep, yep. That's how it All goes. Right. Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was directed by Gilbert Shilton and written by John Welpley. Recurring players include Kane Picoy as Tom Miller, J. Trevor Edmond as Evan Potter, Brian Donovan as Rusty, Dick Gaudier as Dick Harrison. Now, the last time he was here, I'm pretty sure that I said it was his final appearance, but it was his mm. final appearance in 1996. Ah, and I missed gotcha. that, he, that he came back. So we get a little bit more here. And David Bow back as Garrett Slan. We haven't seen him since season five. Yeah, really excited that he's back. Perfect. It's great. Yeah. Yep. Super happy about it. Uh, this is our final appearance of Charles Carpenter, who plays one of the Keg brothers. He's played a Keg brother in three episodes now. Uh, and he is no more. So, so long. So Unnamed long. keg brother, Charles Carpenter. <laughs> Other cast members include Cameron Hall as Sam, who previously did an episode of Melrose Place, but is best known for the series Valley of the Dolls. We have Joe Dane. And this is weird because he's credited as Garot Slan. And I don't understand. That must huh. be some kind of typo or some weird thing. But that's listed on IMDb and other places. So I don't know what that's about. But there okay. you go. Uh, typically works behind the scenes, recurred on a show called Port Charles. We have John Colella as George. He recurred as Dr. Grant on Tiffany Amber Thiessen's follow-up series, Fast Lane. Why Fast are there Lane. two people playing Garrett Slan? Well, yeah, one is listed in IMDb and other places as Garrett Slan, you know, the main guy, uh-huh. here, Dave Bow. And then we have this guy, and it's just it's listed as Garrett slan so i don't know if that was just like an in joke maybe this is just the actor who's playing the stalker that you never see like okay. maybe that was just like a little oh okay i'm not sure weird it is weird but i included it you know yeah so there you go you, now you know let's get into it shall we yes <laughs> i guess <laughs> all right we start at kelly donna claire's Donna is asking for Kelly and Claire's opinion on her weather segment that she taped. And she doesn't know how to work a VCR, apparently. She's like, no. oh, does it go in like this? Oh, my gosh. If I yeah. drop it on the ground, will it yeah. work? Yeah. In 1997, Donna doesn't know how to use a VCR. <laughs> really? Really? So the doorbell rings and she hands the tape off to Claire to try and fix it. And she goes to the door and there is a bouquet of flowers left on the doorstep. Well, that sounds innocent. At first they're excited. They think maybe it's from David. But when she reads the card, she finds it is from this person who has been harassing her. Yeah. I hate in this episode how everyone just downplays. Yes. That she is being stalked right now. I know. It's weird, especially because the attack with Garrett happened in the beach apartment where they yes. still live. Like right. that they had like a home invasion not long ago. And they're like, eh, yeah, it's fine. fine. No it's probably deal. nothing You're crazy. 
Yeah. So they're just like, you know, well, you haven't gotten any calls. It's probably nothing. And she says, well, I haven't gotten calls because I changed my number. Yeah. But now he knows where I live. Right. She's she's getting more and more hysterical about it. And like not hysterical is not the right word, but like unhinged i that's not the right word either no but that's that's closer because <laughs> she's kind of she, losing it she's like she's upset about it as anybody would be but the level to which this is needling at her because of probably the past trauma mm-hmm. is really next level yes so after the intro we follow brandon and tracy as they oh. drive to wherever she lives i don't know on a farm yeah. i don't know yeah. where they are remember when we did this with the susan episode and it was like yeah. exactly the same but now yeah. it's tracy and she's exactly dumb? the same yeah okay cool yep so they're driving to her house her parents are away for the the weekend so Which they have the whole place to themselves is an insane time to visit home but i know okay and she mentions well brandon are you sure you don't mind like missing the super bowl to come up to my house and he's like uh you know who cares Super Bowl about mover bowl yeah and he, but he's also like but you have a tv right like we could watch it <laughs> yeah <laughs> at tracy's house they learn very quickly that they are not alone we meet farmhand sam sam <laughs> tracy is not happy to see sam sam says that her mom fixed up Tracy's room, but also the guest room. He oh, makes a point okay. of telling Brandon yes, that the guest room is fixed he up will be for staying. him. Yes. He also says that Tracy's mare, whose name is Leah, is not looking too great. Looks mm-hmm. like she's coming down with colic. Yeah. Tracy's so she... mare. Yes. Of course. <laughs> so she's a they're they're all a little worried about that. So after Sam walks away, Brandon's like, ah. So he's an old boyfriend, clearly. Right. Tracy's like, yep, that's correct. At the Peach Pit, Steve and Dick, best friends. Yeah. They weren't fighting over the same girl. No. Mere episodes ago. No, now everything's fine. (laughs) So they, shenanigans, their plan here is they've like found this place that is selling all these football t-shirts for cheap so they're going yeah. to buy all these t-shirts yeah, and then them. yeah they're going to yeah. sell them at a crazy marked up price make a killing over super bowl weekend they're very excited about it claire thinks this is really silly but then she's correct they, yeah. they said but didn't they say all the proceeds are going to a charity or something yeah i think there was some throwaway line about that yeah hard to tell if they were making that up or i don't know <laughs> who's to say what, whatever they're gonna do it's silly over at the Peach Pit After Dark, Tom and David are getting ready for a Super Bowl party that they're throwing. And Valerie, for some reason, is 100% against it. I well, would think any business for the Peach Pit After Dark, she would be happy about. Yeah, I would think so. And it's not like, look, I mean, it's a fictional place, so we got to cut it some slack. <laughs> but the Peach Pit After Dark has absolutely no identity. Like, yeah. none of the business decisions they make make any sense. Like, yeah. it's just this and this and this and this. Like, it could be a farmer's market next week, and that wouldn't yeah. be weird. Ooh, you know what I mean? farmer's market. Yeah, Ray could bring his pumpkins and just sell them right there. Pre-carved <laughs> pumpkins. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so it is crazy, but the fact that, like, within the, the show, they're doing something like this every other week, it is weird that she's as aggressive about it as she is. Right. So 
She doesn't like the decorations that they're putting up. She thinks, you know, it looks like a trashy bar and that's not yeah. the look she wants. Right. But David and Tom have it covered. They're like, we know what drinks we're going to be serving. There's going to be food. There's going to be music. It's going to be a ton of fun. We're going to oh, get yeah. a ton of business. Um, I noticed that the way Tom was standing, they were like putting up a Super Bowl banner and he was covering the word super with his body. Mm. And I wondered if that was on purpose because a lot of times I think there's like a rule. They have it so copyrighted that oh. you can't use like they were saying Super Bowl a lot. Right, right. But I don't know that you can have Super Bowl in writing anywhere. Really? Huh. That's why a lot of places call it the big game. Okay. Because they're not allowed to say Super Bowl That's because intense. it's so copyrighted. So that I wondered if this was them. I didn't track it throughout the episode. So maybe later they show the whole banner. But I, I like wondered I if they were trying at one to... point. But you're probably right. I mean, they probably were minimized. Well, yeah, I, I know there's they're... rules about it. So whenever you hear places be like, it's time for the big game, it's because they literally are not allowed to say wow. Super Bowl. So wow. I don't know what the rules were back in 1997. But um, how could you? I just wondered about that. Yeah. Over at the student union, Evan and Rusty are talking to Donna. Donna is thanking Evan for putting together her weather tape. I guess he edited together a bunch of segments for her. And they're having a pleasant conversation. And then Rusty makes a joke like, hey, you should see the tape I have of you. Which gross. Yeah, but I... And Donna immediately just you know reacts to it yeah and he apologizes he's like i was just kidding just a joke yes a hilarious joke so so funny that's good and that's all we see of evan and rusty i think so just enough to be like hey remember these these two creepers who are in the mix yeah so donna goes to sit with claire and they talk about how they're just really over the super bowl they're not interested in it at all so claire suggests they have a girl's night out and she saw an ad for something, but she doesn't tell Donna what it is. She says mm. it's going to be a surprise, just uh-huh. like dress to kill kind of yeah. night. So as they're talking, Donna looks past her, like farther into the union, and she sees Garrett Slan standing yeah. there staring at her. And we get a flashback to when he attacked her. Ooh, rough stuff. I know. I really did not need to see any. They flash back a couple times. And both times I was like, I don't want to see this anymore. It's it's a lot. It is a lot. It is. And we talked about it when it happened, like how full on it was. Yeah. So to show it again. Yeah. Yeah. That's a no thanks for me. So Donna freaks out. I mean, she's like screaming, Claire, look, he's over there. But Claire, of course doesn't see anybody and claire's like think rationally donna mm-hmm. he's in jail mm-hmm. you're crazy like she just like doesn't believe it at all yeah and a lot of times i think this could easily be solved with a phone call just i know call I the, the prison just confirm that he is yeah you know? just yeah yeah she donna's you know walks away from claire because she's so upset that claire won't believe her at tracy's Brandon is pushing Tracy on a swing, like one of those mm-hmm. like tree swings. Yes. Talking about his first love, who he also pushed on a swing. He like convinced some girl in sixth grade that he was a 
secret agent looking for UFOs yes. and took her out to a lake to look for UFOs. It's sixth and, grade. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so this leads to them kissing, which is interrupted by Sam, <laughs> who comes with an update about Leah and says, you know, he needs Tracy to come help him do something yeah. with the horse. And Which so, I, I need to know, can you give a horse colic? Because I don't trust Sam. I don't know what he's up to. <laughs> yeah. So they, they're like, okay, we'll meet you in the barn. And this is when Tracy tells Brandon that it was more than just a boyfriend. Before she went to college, Sam asked her to marry him, but she mm. turned him down. Mm-hmm. I was rooting for Sam. Yeah, I know. I was Sam. like, let's let's get Sam and Tracy yeah. together. Let's get them together. Yep. <laughs> Back at Kelly Donna Claire's, it's the middle of the night, and Donna is frantically trying to turn off the alarm. The alarm is going off. She's like pressing the buttons like crazy. She can't get it to turn off. So Claire comes out and she's like, I've got it. And she turns it off. They go and look. Donna says she heard a noise, and that's why she got up. So they go, they look, open the door, look on the porch. There's nothing there. Claire seems very over it at this point. Yes, she does. And Donna's to the point where Donna's like, don't patronize me, Claire. Mm -hmm. Like, I Mm -hmm. see what you're doing. I'm not crazy. So Claire goes back to bed. Donna goes out on the porch just to look around some more, I guess. And she finds another, a single rose sitting on the railing of the porch. Mm -hmm. And we get another flashback to... The attack mm-hmm. scene. Too much. Yeah, it's too much. Back at Tracy's, they're up bright and early. Not even bright. It's still dark outside when when they get up to do farm chores, I guess. <laughs> Tracy tells Brandon he doesn't have to help, but Brandon wants to help. Of course. I guess Tracy slept in the barn with the horse all night. I don't know why Brandon wouldn't have stayed with her. He slept in yeah. the house. Yeah, no, I don't. It's but... a whole, the whole thing's a weird vibe. I don't know. Yeah, Sam didn't stay in the barn all night. He, like, left after Brandon did. So, yeah. So, anyway, they eat their breakfast and they're off to do chores. At the Peach Pit After Dark, Valerie walks into the office and it is full of trash and Chinese food containers. Mm -hmm. And she's very annoyed. She starts cleaning up and Tom comes in and she kind of, you know, gets after him about trash. And she's, you know, annoyed with... Everything that he and David have been doing and how he and David are like BFFs now. And Tom, Tom seems to be like, you know, he, he's, what's it, what's he doing? Is he managing? He's the manager. Okay. He's the manager. And he does honestly seem to be like pro both of them. Like, yeah. I mean, he's going with all of David's ideas, but I think he understands like you're both partners. You both need to, to work this stuff out. Yeah. I'm just the manager. At Kelly Donna Claire's, David wakes up Donna and she, you know, scares her to death because she wasn't expecting a man to be in her room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she also tells David that she thinks it is Garrett Slan, that he is somehow out of prison and he has, he's trying to get her. David points out that the Department of Corrections has to inform her if they release him and they haven't done that so he must still be in prison yeah just just leave it to assumption that's what i say but he says first thing monday because now the office is closed okay because well, it's a saturday or that's something true. at least there's that 
Um, so he's like, first thing Monday, we're going to go to the Department of Corrections. We're going to check and make sure that he's still in prison. And he also thinks that she should go out with Kelly and Claire that night and just, you know, blow off some steam and try to not worry so much. Mm-hmm. At the student union, Steve is waiting for Dick to arrive with the shirts. I guess he had to go pick them up, so he's running late. Claire is dressed like Wesley Crusher. I just want to point out she's got <laughs> she's yeah. got a little sweater on. It's got a stripe right across the chest. It's like the blue white. She it. looks like Wesley Crusher. <laughs> so the shirts finally arrive, and they open the box to find T-shirts that say "Mon du Football," mm. which is French for "World of Soccer." Yeah, cool. Uh oh, people will love that. <laughs> what are they gonna do now? Back at Tracy's, Brandon and Sam are hauling hay bales as part of their chores, and Sam. Uses the opportunity to grill Brandon. He's like, yeah. what are your intentions mm-hmm, towards Tracy? Mm-hmm. Like, how into you are her? How into her are you? That's the one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He also asks for some time alone. He's like, can you give us some time alone yeah. so we can see what's there between us? Yeah. And Brandon says, no, you had your time. It's my, it's our yeah, time he now. He basically gives the Goonies speech, you know, like, yeah. it's their time up there. Here is our time. <laughs> So wasn't there another episode where was it with Steve? It was with Steve and the prince where he's like, give me time alone with Claire so I can. Same deal. At the Walsh house. (laughs) This scene really cracked me up. So they've decided to fix the shirts by sewing (laughs) footballs over what? Just like in the middle? Over the soccer ball. Over the soccer ball. Over the soccer ball that's in the middle. Which cannot be cost effective. I mean, never mind time. But buying however many of those football patches, like your your profit margin has gone out the window, my friend. But they have a lot of free labor. Apparently they've got all of the fraternity in their sewing footballs. Yes, apparently Steve learned how to do it hanging out in the wardrobe section of the Hartley house when he was a kid. His little Santa Claus glasses yeah. on his nose. Little clip-on nose cracked me. It up. was really funny. Yeah, I it was. was fun. I mean, it's like objectively stupid that this is their plan, but I, I was here for it. I thought it was funny. Yeah. At the Peach Pit after dark, there is a long line to get in. Everyone wants to come to the Super Bowl party. Everyone's like dressed up in football gear and whatnot. So Valerie apparently isn't there. I guess she just didn't want to be part of it. Yeah. So David and Tom are doing fine, but they need keys into the storage room because they're like out of cups and neither of them have a key. So David eventually is like, oh, fine, call Valerie. I guess we need her keys. And Steve and Dick arrive with their newly redone shirts. They still say Mon de football, but they have a, a football in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And they're selling them for 15 bucks a pop. And people are dying for these shirts. Yeah. They, love they them. really, really want these yeah. shirts. Back at Tracy's, they are about to have dinner. And they're like, you know, talking about, ooh, let's take a hot bath after dinner. And they start kissing again. And Sam walks in as yeah. they're kissing. Yep. Every time they kiss, Sam walks in. It's very yep. funny. Yep. Apparently, Leah is in like trouble now. Yeah. So he needs 
Tracy to come and help with the horse Look, again. I'm concerned for the horse, but we need to acknowledge that Leah is a terrible name for a horse. It is a terrible name for it's a, a horse. It's a perfect name for a horse girl, but it's yeah. not for an actual horse. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the next scene is at a strip club because that's where Claire wanted to go on this the, surprise girls' the night. Most tame. So, well, I don't know. Kendra, you hang out at a lot of Australian themed strip clubs. Oh, and sure. I wonder, are they usually as tame as this one? Because this was just a bunch of men in cargo shorts. Yeah, they were just in like really short shorts. They weren't even that short. <laughs> yeah. Just like being like, goodbye, 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 goodbye. And that's it. That's the whole thing. That's, what was the title of the show? It was like Australian Bad Boys or yeah, something. Something like that. There, You know, it was like you said they were supposed to dress to kill. They were yeah. dressed insane. Like, yeah. Donna looked like former First Lady Laura Bush. Claire... <laughs> Look like hair and everything. X Men character Emma Frost and Kelly was like <laughs> splitting the difference. It was a crazy, crazy yeah. combination of outfits. <laughs> well, they're having a good time. Donna's sticking dollar bills down guys' shorts. And yeah, they're having a great time at this show. Mm -hmm. So when the show is over, they you know go to the to a bar, bar to yeah. to drink and someone orders them a drink and they look over and it's these two guys who are like, Hey, we're uh -huh. brothers. Yeah. Come, come be with us. Yeah. They're like the on stage is a fantasy, but we are reality. Drink yeah. it in Ugh. ladies. And they're, yeah. they're not, they're no. not that great to look at. <laughs> no. And they're like, we're not even going to drink the drinks that we wanted for ourselves. You've put us off any kind of drinking. We're leaving. <laughs> yeah. So they leave and the guys kind of chase after them. They're like, what, yeah. what are you doing? And yeah, Claire's like, we said no, mm -hmm. goodbye. Mm -hmm. So they decide that they're going to stop by the after dark because Donna said that she would stop by and see yeah, David. she promised David. Before going on to whatever their next place is that they're going to go. So as they get into their car and leave, we see that there is a shadowy figure in a car <laughs> watching them. Uh -oh. And as they pull out of the parking lot, he follows them. Yikes. At the Peach Pit After Dark, Valerie arrives unhappy with probably how much trash there's going to be to clean up after yeah, this yeah. party. She goes to help David because now the cash register, he doesn't know the access code. And in, so and he doesn't have the key, so he can't get the register open. So he can't do anything with the cash register. So she goes to help him with that. And David kind of apologizes about, you know... I don't know. I don't know what he's apologizing for. Just not including her in decisions, maybe. I guess, or or for maybe like knowing that she hated this idea and kind of pushing forward anyway. I, I don't know. Yeah. So she, you know, all is forgiven, and she <laughs> stays to help because there's a lot of people at the bar waiting for drinks. Um, the girls arrive. And the mystery person in the car, like, pulls up and watches them enter the peach pit after dark and then drives on. Okay. Back at Tracy's, Leah is doing better. We're, we're through the hard part, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. we're, we're past, yep. what, what did doctors say? We're out of the I know, woods. It's, it's out of the woods. I couldn't get it. I was like, <laughs> out of the water? No. That's, <laughs> that's what the little right. mermaid wanted. That's not it. <laughs> So it's just Tracy and Sam in the barn. I don't know where Brandon is, but Sam shoots a shot and he's like, look, when Go you left, it. you took a piece of me with you and I want you back. And she tries to let him down easy. She's like, you know, it's just not, 
it's just not going to work. Like it's, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's a no. It's a no. It's a no for me. So Brandon returns as they're he kind of overhears some of this conversation. Sam says that she needs to stay with Leah for the next couple of hours just to make sure she's okay. But if she needs him, he's just a phone call away. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all he has. Brandon says, well, can't blame a guy for trying. Mm-mm. At the Peach Pit After Dark, Donna tells David about the evening. She's been having such a good, like, she's in such a good mood, having such a good time. She does leave out some details, ma- mm-hmm, mainly mm-hmm. the uh, the men. The stripping. <laughs> Well, again, cargo shorts. So Yeah, the cargo you know, shorts. Yeah. They could have just been coming from a Home Depot. That's that's it. Yeah. And then we get this weird flirty moment between Kelly and Tom. I don't like that at all. I don't like it at all either. No. They just like say hi to each other. And he's like, you look dangerous. And she's like, I am dangerous. And then they just like stare at each other. It was weird. Yeah. If Kelly flirts with Tom, she is a bad person. Yeah. Period. There's yeah. no there's no way around that. Yep. At Tracy's, Leah seems to be good for the night, but I guess they're going to sleep in the barn anyway, just in yeah, case. Just, just in case. Yep. And Brandon asks about Sam and why they broke up, and she said, you know, they're just on different, they're just on different paths. It just yeah. kind of came to its conclusion, and yep. that's the way it is. There's a funny moment where they start kissing and then Brandon stops and looks around like, oh, is Sam Yeah, this is usually Sam's up? entry, yep. <laughs> Back at the Peach Pit after dark, the girls are leaving to head to their next location. Donna drops her purse and everything spills out of it, so she stops to pick everything up. As she's doing this, the mystery driver turns on the car and speeds at donna yeah like he's gonna run her over Mm -hmm. but then at the last second he swerves hits another car in the parking lot and drives off and then we're back to donna losing it she's like i told you there was somebody after me you didn't believe me it's garrett yeah and i mean it really doesn't make sense that they don't believe her because they've heard the phone calls and like the letter was at least creepy, if not like overtly threatening. Like they've seen physical proof. So I don't know why they're being so whatever about it, you know? I don't know either. Back at Tracy's the next morning, Tracy and Brandon wake up in the barn. And Tracy has already checked on Leah. She's doing much, much better. So that's good. So I guess, was this they, their first time? They did it. Yeah. They, okay. Yeah. And yeah. this was their first. This Their is first it. time. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like it's so telling about this relationship that Brandon had to be basically goaded into it. You know? Yeah. He's like, well, I, you're stupid. I love her. You know? Like. Yeah. It just is not a good look. He's, no. It seems like it only happens because he has like a challenger. You know? Yeah. Well, she asks him, what's the first thing you thought of after? Yeah. And he said that he thought all good things come to those who wait. Yeah. Sure. As if it wasn't Brandon being the one putting it off constantly, but all right. And then she tells him to, like, don't make me regret this. And he says, well, you don't make me regret this. There's going to be so much regret. I just know it. It's going to pass it all around. Yep. Back at Kelly, Donna, Claire's Claire and Kelly are discussing Donna. They're just like, you know, in the kitchen, getting their coffee and stuff talking about donna and how she's 
paranoid and overreacting and stuff so donna like comes in as they're talking about this and she she's very upset that they still don't believe her that someone is after her and she says you know what maybe i should just go stay at my parents house while they're away in europe so you guys don't have to deal with me anymore which would not be what i would do yeah to go and be by yourself no i don't think so no way yeah stay with david stay at the walsh house like something i I don't know at the peach pit after dark david arrives and sees like a moving truck furniture truck in the parking lot he goes upstairs to find that valerie got a new desk that's like a partner desk. Like it's yeah. big enough for the both of them to share. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to try and be better partners it's to each other. It's the start of a beautiful partnership. Back at Tracy's, Tracy and Sam are saying their goodbyes. And Brandon says he's going to miss Sam for some reason. Yeah. So Tracy's like, well, go tell him. So go they, tell him. yeah. So Brandon does go to say goodbye. And Sam says, treat, treat her right. You hear? Mm hmm. Y'all, y'all come back now. The last <laughs> thing I would want as Sam would be for my ex's new boyfriend to come and tell me that he'll miss me. Yeah, no, ew. I'd be ew, like, I, I won't just... miss you, and then I'd punch him in the face. Because <laughs> I'm a brawler like Lex Luthor. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not, Kendra. All right, last scene is at the Peach Pit. Steve is trying to sell Nat the last football shirt, and Nat says he'll take it for, like, 10 and he'll give steve breakfast so Mm. it's a pretty good trade yeah steve is a little worried about the girls living in the house together and he says you know maybe you guys should come stay at castle walsh finally somebody being sensible yeah yeah while all this is happening until we figure it out david arrives and goes to sit with donna Donna is looking through her parents' mail. So they've been out of town in Europe. So she's, you know, collected the mail. She's looking through it. And well, 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 if she didn't get a letter from the Department of Corrections saying that they did indeed let Garrett Slan out. That's not great. So looks like Donna was right. Mm -hmm. This is like, what, two episodes in a row where Claire just doesn't believe people? Yeah, <laughs> there was the one with Steve where she was like, "You're lying, goodbye." Yeah. And same with this one with Donna. She was like, "Hey, I know there's tons of irrefutable evidence, but you cray." <laughs> yep. So yeah, pretty yeah. intense. We'll yeah, see what happens. I feel like I don't know. I I feel like maybe they're throwing another. Red, like, is Garrett the red herring because it's really rusty, or were Evan and Rusty red herrings for Garrett? I can't figure I it out. I'm How not complex sure. Complex is the knot they're tying. We will never know. I mean, <laughs> I do, sure. know, but you don't know, Kendra, because you're the 9021 novice. Yep. Shameful. Uh, did you have a 90210 snap? Yeah, I guess I'll give it to. I think I'll give it to that first time when she sees Garrett across okay. the way and she, you know, has her reaction to okay. that. I'm going to give it to the last scene when she sees the letter. She really spirals out. Yeah. So I'm going to give yep. it there. Are uh, you liking it? What's your verdict here? Um, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't like that we're doing this storyline. I kind of just wish that we had left it where it was. Didn't Same. think it needed to be revisited. Nope. And I don't know, Tori Spelling's 
freaking out acting was was getting on my nerves by it the was. end of the episode. It was old. It was old. So, yeah. so yeah, and couldn't care less about the Tracy Sam oh Brandon storyline. Yeah. So, yeah, and then That's... Steve just full shenanigans with these yeah. t-shirts or whatever. Which I guess so. was the the thing that I was like it is the silliest part of it, but it was maybe the thing that I was most like <laughs> like yeah. most interested in almost, which is not a good sign. Yeah, no, so, definitely not. I don't know. I don't know. So that's uh, that's this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about Season 7, Episode 17, Face Off. I, Nick Cage better be in it. I he hope he better. Is. There better be a, a Nick Cage reference. I want there to be at least one thing. Uh, <laughs> until then, you can catch me over on But Have You Tried for the David A. Howe Public Library. We just talked Indiana Jones. And in our little middle episode where we talk about the things we've been watching and reading, we're going to talk all about Dial of Destiny. Indiana Jones Ooh. and the Dial of Destiny. Kendra, what about you? What are you doing? I miss Beezabox91 on Twitter, and yeah. I am the co-host of the podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like, where we talk 90s music. You do. It's a good time. Okay. Until we meet again. 902, and here we go. Woo!